seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. Our unique team helps small businesses grow by providing essential marketing expertise. Hello and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. My name is Bill Parmentier of W. Parmentier Photography. I'm Justin Kerr of Justin Kerr Design. And I'm Alicia Piazza with Custom Marketing Solutions. And together we make up the the Marketing Marketing Essentials Essentials team. team. All right, so we're going to jump right into our topic today. We have Nicole Eller joining us from Ginger Green Marketing. And the topic of discussion today is the pitfalls of social media marketing. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) <laughs> that was very dramatic. That was dramatic oh. in a monotone kind of way. <laughs> uh, you know, it's the end of the day. So oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's as good as it's going to get. So what are some of the pitfalls of social media? Well, that's a great question, Justin. There can be a lot of pitfalls that business owners can find themselves falling into if they're not strategic and careful about their posting and what they're doing on their various platforms. So each platform has its own pluses and minuses, things that it needs in order to be an optimized post for that space. And so I think one of the first things that we were going to kind of get into was a lot of people like to post on their social media, but Mm -hmm. If you don't post and then follow up and engage in conversations with your following, you're missing out on a, not only a chance to further that relationship with those people that follow you, but also you're missing out on algorithm benefits. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so before we roll any further, just give me an example. Like what, sure. you know, you've worked with a lot of clients. And so what is an example of that? Well, I, I can actually give you an, a personal example from a company that I use uh, for project management for all of my clients it's where I build their content calendars and I formulate their strategies. Um, it's called Airtable. And so um, the, the website is Airtable.com. It's a fabulous product, but what I noticed very quickly was that they do not engage on their social media. So it is strictly a static platform for them where they will use it to target you after you have already liked their page and you know have said that you use their platform. I went and I, I was like, oh, let me get some more information on this product that I've been using for the last six months and I went to their page and I liked it and you know I kind of was looking at their comment section and I was like oh gosh there's a lot of questions here and a lot of sales to be had and they're not having a conversation at all they're not answering any questions other people are answering those questions oh wow yeah so, so I'm, I'm on there answering questions so it's like a it's almost just a user group at that it, point really it really is and um and then after I had liked their page and I kind of went back to doing my own thing on my Facebook feed all of the sudden I was being targeted Targeted. So, which meant, means that the ads are popping up in the feed, on the side. Right. They know you were there. They know I was there. And one, that's one of the worst types of campaigns you can really do is to, depending on your mission, but is to retarget the people who actually have liked your page. There's much better ways to use those marketing dollars. But also the fact that there was just no customer service happening. So there was no um, commenting, no feedback. You know, you could, you could email them and you might get a response, but nothing going on out in the open for everyone to see. And and the challenge there is that, okay, so now all of these other people are answering these questions. They're not responding as anyone. You know, it was not even someone who worked there. Not even a bot. Not even a bot. something. (laughs) You know, and what is going to trigger anybody to, you know, to use this? Because you, you kind of get that feeling like, I, I use it because I really like the program and I think it's fantastic. But there's no loyalty being built there. Yeah. So Airtable, if you're listening... 
You're get missing out on the ability. <laughs> What's that? I said, get it together. Yes. Yes. You're missing out on the ability to start a conversation mm-hmm. with one prospects, right. two current loyal users, right. and three, you can you can actually pull testimonials and like real time case studies right out of that conversation. And and so let me get this straight, Nicole. They're paying to be in the feed mm-hmm. to reach people. Yep. Such as yourself. Yeah. People who already use the program and already like the program. Okay, so that's some poor Facebook kind of back, ad management. Kind of backwards, isn't it? A little bit, a yeah. little bit. Waste but, of marketing dollars. So they're kind of missing the mark here. And by no means what we're going to talk about today is an all-inclusive list of the pitfalls of social media. But I feel, in my personal opinion, that the biggest pitfall of social media is being disconnected from your audience. Absolutely. And so if you're using it in a way to just put your message out there and you're not having a conversation, you're not connecting and engaging... You're missing the point of social media. Yes. Where the social's there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I I think that that's a common challenge for a lot of businesses, unless you have someone who you either pay, you pay in some way or you have the time to do that, you know, they miss out. So it's just reminding, um, you know, small business owners and and large, because like Airtable is not a small business by any stretch, that you need to go on the platform on a regular basis and engage with your following, whatever platform it is that you're using. The other challenge there is that a lot of a lot of people, even myself, want to use a third-party scheduler because there are optimal times to post to those platforms that um, depending on the abilities of that scheduler. And, and so a third-party scheduler would be something like Hootsuite or Buffer or Sprout Social um, where they post for you from one platform and it helps you keep track of everything. And I get why people use them. I have used them myself. But the challenge is that you can't just post and then walk away because mm-hmm. you're kind of like that that platform where it's a helpful and time-saving tool you can't look at it as it's removing you from the social media right you and need so, to be on the platform exactly it almost exactly. defeats the whole idea of social media media yeah. just you know putting something out there and then not following up or not right. responding to it and some of the platforms will actually <clears throat> penalize you for that so on instagram if you post and walk away the algorithm is just going to bury you so if you are on instagram and you make a post Stick around for up to, to, it should be around a half an hour, um, liking, commenting, you know, interacting with other people. It doesn't have to be on your post that you made, but stick around. Don't just disappear because Facebook knows, Twitter knows, Instagram knows, LinkedIn might know, you know, you, right. you need to be using that program on a regular basis in order to actually... So you can, I mean, you can set notifications so you know if somebody's mm-hmm. responded, right? Right, but it's more than that. It's <clears throat> staying in the app. So they want, like, so whenever you can, if you can do an organic post, which means, like, and organic in that you're not even using Facebook's publisher or Twitter has TweetDeck, you're not using that publisher, you actually have tweeted naturally. You're sitting there at that moment. At that moment, yeah. thank you. If you can do that, you'll actually um, get more benefit from the algorithm than even if you used Facebook's yeah. you know, scheduling program. So that works both on that. Facebook and Twitter? Uh, yep, Facebook yep. and Twitter, yep. And I would, and obviously Instagram, um, you know, they were one of the last ones to allow third-party scheduling, and they still will p- penalize you for you know, not being on the app. So I think mm-hmm. like the benefit is like if you have a scheduler tool in place, it's great because you, you know, we're busy. We right. can't just be jumping to our phones every day to make sure that the, the channels are active mm-hmm. and we're putting things out there. But if you can post things in real time as well, in that way you can see um, how the engagement rates change right. and then start, like you said, stay in the app. Right. And it's kind of similar to like Facebook groups. If anybody is in Facebook groups, the more you interact with a Facebook group, the more you'll start seeing that group pop up in your feed. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and the algorithms. Should we touch on that, guys? Do you think that kind of defining the algorithm and what a, is this voodoo you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, seriously, yeah. it's so it's so hard to demystify what's going on because it seems like they change the algorithms every five seconds. They do. They do. And yeah. you know, to be honest, nobody has the. I don't. Nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I actually sat down with um, this going back a couple months ago, a gentleman that works for Google. Mm-hmm. And he was asked about the algorithms, and he said, "There's only a handful of people within Google that actually know what the algorithm mm-hmm. is, right? Yeah, because they keep it purposely. They keep it. Well, of yeah. I mean, it's one thing to know the algorithm, but it's another thing to know how the algorithm will affect your mm-hmm. activity. Right. So, yeah. we know that both Facebook and, well, Facebook in particular, has really started to favor videos. Right. Yes, right. Yes. So we know the result. We don't have to know all the." ins and outs of the algorithm, but we do at least know how to respond to it. Correct. So is there a way, I mean, what's the best way to sort of track those algorithm changes that drive behavior? Well, as far as algorithm changes specifically, I couldn't necessarily help with that. I don't know if Alicia, if you I mean, that could be a whole podcast in its own, to be honest. But I think at a high level, the algorithm is machine-based learning. So a little bit of AI there. Actually, a lot of AI. (laughs) Artificial intelligence. And it, the algorithm operates solely based on what the users want. Mm-hmm. And what we want on social media is a company that answers us. Yeah. A company that's going to like when we... So when I manage um, social media channels for clients, somebody could comment on a post and I try to comment back. Yes. As the business, obviously. Yeah. And if it's just something like, oh, I love this place. You know, you can say, thank you very much. Oh, I've been meaning to check this place out. Great. Hope you can visit us. Here's our website. Right. Even if it's just a simple, like someone says, cool on a picture yeah. just like yeah, the post yeah. it doesn't take long no. and that's the the beauty of social media is that you're taking it's not your website it's not a newspaper ad yeah it's not she, static yeah, it's dynamic it's whole, always moving and always changing now mm-hmm. i'm curious when it comes to like instagram and instagram's a big place for it is you get a lot of these like for like people that want you know they'll, oh, they'll, they'll jump up and like and your page auto and, like and, and comments me absolutely crazy <laughs> i've gotten to the point now i it used to be when somebody liked my page i'd go back to the to my instagram feed i'd go back to theirs and mm-hmm. check theirs out and mm-hmm. say hey you know kind of and then i realized a couple of days later they were gone from my my yes. feed yeah. Like, yeah. Fake followers. How, yeah. how sneaky is that i'm sorry no offense i mean is it, another is, pitfall? it is <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah. it is. It is a little bit of a pitfall. Um, so I regularly get followed by accounts that have you know thousands and thousands. And I don't. I use my Instagram personally. Yeah. Um, the little bit about my business there, but and I so I have like roughly four hundred people that I'm uh, that follow me. You yeah. know, and most of those are friends, family, and you know fellow business owners. Yes. I regularly get followed by these huge you know people with these huge followings, mm-hmm. and and that has happened where a few days later I've gone back and I'm like, and it's. It's not that there's a reason for it. So there's a cool factor on Instagram and Twitter. So the more followers versus following that you have, the cooler, if you, you can look, see my yeah. air quotes, um, the cooler you look. It's all perception. Right? Uh, it is. It's all perception. Um, so uh, so a lot of people will follow to get that follow back. And then, you know, they might stick around for a few days and then they're gone. Yeah. And it's, it's a little, you know, it's kind of disconcerting because you're trying to connect with people and yet you feel like they're talking at you and they want you to connect with them, but they don't want to connect with exactly. you. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. And, and that, then, that's been the frustration I've had with Instagram. And I like Instagram, but yeah. that just drives me nuts. So is there, is there a name for people to do that? Jerks. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, like, you know, you know, there's internet trolls. There's lurkers. Is, there's, there, is there a specific I, You know, I don't. One? I haven't heard one. Maybe we should coin one and see what happens. <laughs> but uh, Call them ghosts. Follow yeah, there freaks. might be. <laughs> 
the, what there, what there is though, is, um, there are, you know, people do buy followers and never buy followers. That could be a pitfall. Never, ever buy followers. Yeah. I um, mean, would you even get somebody that was interested no, in yourself no. at that point? You're not getting anything of value, uh, by buying a follower. The whole point of them is to connect and engage. And, and when I say connect, I don't just mean click that button that yeah. says, Oh, yay. They mm-hmm. connected with me, but, but really connect with them on a personal level. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what social media is, is it's your, it, whether you're a business or not, it's about you, your personal, what can you offer to this person that's going to help them in mm-hmm. some way? It's going to solve a problem or make them feel something. What are you making these people feel? Right. So when you connect and then disappear, you make them feel used. Pretty for, much, yeah. you know? And yeah. by buying followers, that affects the algorithm, at least yes. on Facebook, because what's going to happen is your page can have 10,000 followers, but because you bought them, they truly do not care about your company, your brand, or the content you're putting out. You're not going to get a lot of post likes, interaction, comments, or shares, and Facebook is going to downplay your post on a continued basis because it's saying what you're putting out isn't relevant mm-hmm. when in reality you bought followers and they don't care. So right. the interaction is so not do happening. these, these people that follow you just out of the, on a whim mm-hmm. to try to get their own followers, are they hurting your algorithm on Instagram? When they, when they, well, Instagram. Yeah, I guess that would be the question. Are they hurting your, your algorithm by joining and then pulling off and I, you know, that's a great question. I wouldn't say, I don't know if they're hurting it. They're no, certainly, <laughs> they're certainly muddying the waters when you're trying to figure out, you know, if you, if you are building a brand on yeah. your Instagram, they're definitely muddying the waters of like, am I successfully building a brand here? Yeah. And so what you always, what you always want to check on is when somebody tells you that they have so many followers and we can touch on vanity metrics very briefly too, that doesn't mean anything. What I want to know is, okay, what percentage of those followers are engaged with what you're doing? Mm-hmm. And the average engagement rate is actually only about 2%. Wow. wow. That low? Yes. Yeah, um, so that's been my, that's the last thing I heard. Correct me if I'm wrong. Now, but. how would you <laughs> track analytics on, I'm not trying to pull away from Facebook. Mm-hmm. I know Alicia's been talking about Facebook. Oh, no, all the channels are important. Though, how how do you topic. track analytics on Instagram? I'm familiar with from talking with Alicia in the past. Yeah. So um, in order to be able to track analytics, you have to have a business profile, which means you have to have a Facebook business page. Okay. So you can, if you have an uh, Instagram business profile, you can go in and you'll you'll get similar levels of insight and, you know, wh- who are my followers? Who's watching my stories? Where do they drop off? Where are they, where are people coming from? Mm-hmm. It's not as, adva- as advanced uh, as Facebook, but I think that they are moving in that direction. I do see, I think we used to not have very much in, in that analytics, uh, you know, insights platform. Platform. And then, you know, recently some other, some new stuff has come along. So that would be kind of where you would get a feel for that. It, it, but you have to have a business profile. So even if you are a personal blog or, you know, it's just your own thing, like even mine is just my own thing, but I still am curious because yeah, that's well, what I do that, that for a living. <laughs> when I, when I built my Facebook page, I, I got that a business profile for that. Mm-hmm. But somebody at the, at the point in time when I was working on my Instagram said, stay away from the business page at that point in time on right. Instagram, because it was some sort of algorithm that messed all that up for businesses right i don't know if that's changed or not i don't i I don't think it's the same as it was because um especially you know facebook knowing that people use this to make money they Mm want to give you the best um position to you know because what they're going to do is everything drives back to you know advertising so the best that they can make it for you so that you will spend money with them on promoted posts and advertising that's what they're gonna do okay i'm sold i'll go back to business (laughs) (laughs) and i don't again correct me if i'm wrong because you know i don't i haven't heard anything lately on whether or not yeah like i said i built mine was a couple years ago and that's that was the common yeah yeah um yeah i think i'm i'm 
I think that's on point with where they're at currently. I know Facebook owns Instagram, so Facebook definitely pushes businesses to have sure, a, sure. But I think it's even maybe in their legal rules or something. Mm. In terms of like, so we talked about the company that did not respond to posts and mm-hmm. engagements. Do you have any examples of how companies can interact Absolutely. With people. So there is, uh, there are a lot of tools out there. Like we talked about third-party schedulers and a lot of those wrap in some sort of social monitoring and social listening into their platforms. And social listening is where you keep an eye out for your brand's name coming across your various social channels. So not just people commenting to you, but also just people commenting in general on their platform. And so... One uh, sometime last year, I had a friend. Actually, I think it was in uh, November of 2016, who was uh, she was struggling with um, everything that was going on, you know, society-wise, and just she's having a really uh, bad day. And so what she did was no hash. I mean, no hashtags, no shout out, like no adding them. She said, "There's a lot going on, and oh, I this don't." This is on Twitter. Sorry. This is on Twitter. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> So um, on Twitter, she said, there's a lot going on and I don't know what to do or where to start without panicking. So I'm just going to eat these Graham, Graham, I think I'm supposed to say Graham cracker. Oh, I'm sorry. Graham goldfish crackers. And so what ended up happening was a few minutes later, goldfish actually shouted out to her and they were like, you know, they, they did a little at her handle and they said, hang in there with a little image of two goldfish on a tree. That is so and of course, and we'll, it was, we'll, we'll put that picture yes, in the yeah, yeah, it doesn't make a lot of I sense. Do, I do the have picture. a question, though. I'm looking at this now. And yeah. How did they find her? So that is that social listening. So somebody is, tr- is I don't want to use the word trolling because we have a specific opinion on that, but somebody is going through and keeping an eye on somebody or an algorithm, uh, AI of some sort, keeping an eye on those looking keywords. for that word, those keywords. Yeah. 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 So wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Twitter is really good at keywords. It is. It's excellent yeah. for it. I, I use it for a couple of brands where, you know, I'm, I'm going through to see what's going on. And then when, you know, something happens, I can re- retweet it. I can share something with them. I can like it, you know, whatever. Does, I need does this to. work across other social platforms too? Or is it still not quite there yet on that? No, the, I mean, there's a certain amount of social listening that's happening on every platform. I think Facebook is the hardest one because of the privacy settings exactly. and the closed groups. It's hard to uh, pick yeah. up on I remember um, something s- similar, not so much monitoring, but sort of being right on top of things in the moment. This goes back uh, a few years during, this, uh, it was I think the Super Bowl, they had a blackout, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And almost instantly, Oreo oh, I put a tweet up saying, you know, you can still eat Oreos in, in the, the dark. dark. <laughs> yeah. And yes. it went completely viral. You can still dunk in the dark. You can still yeah. dunk in, in the, the dark. Yes. Right. Yeah. So pop quiz, does anyone know what that's called? What, Uh-oh. dunking in the dark? dark? No, no, what they did. <laughs> it's called newsjacking. So you take something that's happening in real time and you oh, make your brand oh, oh, part oh. of it. Newsjacking? Newsjacking. Wow. Yeah. I've I just thought that was very it. clever because they were like oh, right there. Yeah. You know? Oh, my gosh. And so it's it's hard to to. You can hear how excited that. we got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. So cool. I'll, we'll share that example too, Justin, right? In the notes. Yeah, we'll Absolutely. I'll put that in the Yes, I'll put that in the podcast notes. I also love Oreos. And goldfish. Yeah. But hey, this like nope. humanizes their brand. Right. And Absolutely. she'll never be able to walk down the cracker aisle at the grocery store without thinking about this. Sure. She's always going to be loyal to goldfish from this point. That, yeah, that's building brand loyalty. Exactly. exactly what it's exactly. going. Exactly. Justin, you were going to say something. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> got I hijacked. I got, yes, I was <laughs> news hijacked. <laughs> um, I don't remember, but I, di- I just Sounds remember, like... 
you know, seeing that because I was watching the Super Bowl at the time, and I thought, wow, these guys are right on top right, of things. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, if you're a brand like that and you give the resources to mm-hmm. be able to jump on something like that quickly. Right. Uh, if you're a small business, maybe you don't have those kind of opportunities. But I do like the example of, you know, responding to people that have named your your yeah. company or named yeah. your brand. Yeah. Right. And, you know, reaching out to them. They're not, you know, they didn't do this to sell her anything. No, she's, she's the only one. Her and her followers are the only ones that are going to really right. see that. And yeah. so they did this completely just as a, as a gesture. Right. Yeah, there's no link like, buy more gold. <laughs> no, because <laughs> no. that, be, that would just be blatant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It would defeat um, the whole purpose of so it. So it was a really nice, nice response yeah, to this. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to Goldfish. Yeah. There's a lot to be said for customer service without selling. <laughs> well, people don't like being sold to. We've, no. said, we've said this many times over this podcast. Absolutely. If they sent you a selling to them, they're gone. Yeah. They're yeah. a ghost. So this, this is a prime example of one, social listening, and two, connecting, engaging, humanizing your social media, and using a chance to just build that loyalty up. So whereas the reverse, so this is not a pitfall, the reverse is missing out on this opportunity. Yeah. Like and, you said it before, set it and forget it. You right. Just do it. Ignoring and, your followers. And then pretend it doesn't, you know, right. it just doesn't matter. That's crazy. You right. Know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So like we said, we can't cover all the pitfalls because believe me, I've seen some bad ones. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think we could all come up with an Those example or two. nameless. We won't name any businesses. Well, they're, oh, well, they're, we already did aim air table. I did wonder about one thing because we were talking before about not responding. Mm-hmm. So when you do get a response, you know, hopefully it's a good one. Right. Hey, I love your product. Hey, I love your service. Right. So we've talked a little bit about not responding to your customers, which is bad. But, and hopefully you get, you know, input from them that say, hey, we love your product. We love your service. But inevitably you're going to get some that don't like your product, don't like your service. And like, hey, we think you suck. Right, right. So <laughs> My Oreo do you... doesn't dunk right. <laughs> <laughs> How do you respond to negative reviews and negative comments? Tell me, get lost. No. <laughs> no. People will complain about anything. Absolutely. This is true. And, yeah. and with a lot of missions in mind, they're going to complain for a variety of reasons. Sure. Um, the, the best thing that you can do is acknowledge that they had a bad experience and you can apologize that they had a bad experience. And then you want to ask them if you can send them a, a direct message, a private message, or you know, take it to email. Can I have your email so that we can we can talk about this offline? Okay. Don't don't engage if they go further. They're going to get rude. That's it. The you've given them the you've given them enough so that everyone who's also following sees that you've responded and that you've tried to find some, you know, middle ground if you will just by taking it offline. But if you respond too much in there, you can, you know, give off the wrong vibe or you can offer th- if don't offer things because then other people see that and they try uh, to think of ways to get those things too. Oh, yeah. I think Alicia's the one that pointed that out to me and I was like, yeah, yeah, you don't want to so do don't that. don't tell them you'll send them a free box of Oreos. Right. <laughs> Maybe offline, like you said. But, right. Yeah, if, yeah. if you need to, you know, absolutely, you know, try to placate them in any way you can, but take offline. it offline. Okay. Everything needs to come offline as quickly as possible. Yeah. And <laughs> I, good, I think that's a good piece of advice. Yeah. And it almost spins into like a PR situation at times right. and I think we could probably do a whole podcast on reviews the the good the bad the ugly of reviews because yeah. there's multiple ways it could go down absolutely there's I agree trolls out there yeah. there's some people who are just never going to be happy yep we're just going to keep finding ways to bring Nicole back oh gosh yeah. yes <laughs> but I think in a nutshell forever guest <laughs> what I mean maybe you won't get that one customer back by tweeting them back or responding to their review but like you said you're showing the public 
that right. you actually will be there for them, that yes. you'll interact with them. And I do actually remember the uh, local restaurant example that I I had friends back at, at a previous job that she waitressed at this restaurant and she raved about it. And I was like, all right, well, maybe I'll check them out. It's a beautiful location. I knew a lot about them. And uh, so I popped onto their, uh, I popped onto their Facebook page and I noticed a lot of negative reviews and I was like, oh, well that stinks. Okay. Well let me, and I'm, I think because of what I do, I'm a little bit more lenient. So I was like, oh, well, let me see why. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm scrolling through and then I start to see the management's response and I was like, no, (laughs) (laughs) we are not too personal. Oh, very personal. It was very negative, very rude. You like, I just, it was a lot of kind of you're wrong or, you know, that didn't happen. (laughs) And you definitely, so I, I immediately was like, yeah, we're not. Cause it's not a cheap place. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it was pricey enough for me to go, "Mm -mm, we're not spending our dollars there because then you know that they don't care. I, I actually called out a company on Facebook for doing something like that. Yeah. Uh, I was researching some uh, galleries websites that okay. I could store some of my uh, photos for my customers. And this was a new one that was just up and coming. And a person went on to their Facebook page and said, I'm having a trouble with this and so on and so forth. Apparently, they were one of those cl- customers that just constantly drives you nuts asking sure. questions over and over again. Oh, they're there. Yeah. 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 Well, the, pers- the company responded on the Facebook page and said, I've already answered this question for you and <laughs> and went on as like this two paragraph diatribe. And so who really looks bad there? So I yeah. hopped on and I said, so I actually hopped on and said, <laughs> you might want to take this elsewhere. This is probably not the best place for it. Yeah. And I got a response from the owner saying, um, yeah, but I've already talked to this person multiple times already. I'm just Doesn't tired of it. Doesn't matter. Like, you <laughs> yeah, are so not now you don't want to work with them. So now, yeah. guess what? I decided not to go with them now yeah. just because wow. of the fact that it, if you're treating this customer right now this way, yeah. What's if you happen? feel like you've already answered that same question a couple of times, you can. There's better ways to do that. Exactly. If you have a frequently asked questions page mm-hmm. on your website, which you probably should, if you're getting the same question repeatedly, yeah. just link it. Yeah, <laughs> then you get some backlinks. So it's it's hard to not take things personally when our businesses are like sure. our babies and our passion. So hire a social media company. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to respond and be the PR like middleman for Absolutely. you. <laughs> it still amazes me that people forget that once it's out there, it's out there. Right. And mm-hmm. it's, yeah. You know, it's the not like it's going forever. <laughs> so. so, yeah, I think reviews, again, we deal a lot with reputation management. So we would love to like dive into that more because you can go on and on about the situations we've seen out there and how they affect businesses in social media in general. But in terms of the pitfalls, I think we're kind of wrapping up here, but um, is there anything else that would be a major pitfall being disconnected, not engaging, not listening? I think at the top ones here and not, not responding to good and negative reviews. Mm-hmm. Anything else that we could put into the top pitfalls? <laughs> I, I think the final one might be getting hung up on vanity metrics. Yeah. So and we I, did talk a little we, bit yeah, about Okay, vanity. back up a second. Vanity metrics? I'm, <laughs> yeah, I knew I'm that sorry, was going to happen. I'm going to call you on this one because uh, I don't yeah. know what this is. So vanity yeah. metrics are getting... I thought getting... maybe that was the name of a rapper. <laughs> uh, um, they did Prince once, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh um, so it's getting <laughs> it's getting hung up on your, on your, um, on your follower numbers, your likes. 
things that at the end of the day are, are they converting people? Are they keeping people engaged with you? Um, engagement numbers are, are important, um, knowing that people are responding and, and you know, they, they do care about what you're putting out there is very important, but getting hung up on that, that followers number is what drives people to buy followings, which you never, again, you never want to do it. It sure. looks bad in, in the long run. So, uh, um, what would be some other vanity metrics as, so I think you just have to keep your end goal in mind. Right. So impressions, people can go onto Facebook and just, you know, boost a post and be like, whoa, I reached, you know, 20,000 people. Okay, great. But did you add in targeting? Did you look at what your overall goal was? Was it to drive people to your blog? Were you trying to increase your email subscribers or um, generate leads even? Right. What was that end goal? So yeah. look past like some of the high level metrics, other vanity metrics, I don't know, number, it could, it really, a lot of people get hung up on followers. Mm. That's really what happens. They, they're, you know, you don't necessarily want to promote your page just for Facebook likes. It's, it makes you feel good. And like, you know, watch, you know, marketing, I've watched marketing companies do it where they're like, oh, you know, we got, we increased likes this much. And it's like, well, that's great. But how are those people engaging with you? Yeah. It's it's a mile wide and an inch deep. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. I have one other question now. We talked about pages that don't stay engaged mm-hmm. what about page i've seen i've run across businesses that started a page at one point and then just let it die yeah i mean not even posting never, <laughs> no. mind, never mind engaging with their clients yeah that's humble weeds rolling yeah. by yeah yeah at that point would you think it would be almost worth deleting the page if you're not going to at least do something with it yeah but facebook will keep it keep a like a general page there that's like even if you didn't create one facebook will go out uh, yeah as kind of like a listing yeah, like I said, I've just gone to pages before for companies yeah. and gone, hey, they haven't posted in six months. I right. went yesterday actually to a restaurant I'm going to tonight, and I was a little disappointed yeah. that they in 2017 they were like on the ball with our social media, and then I don't know what happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that and you know the other thing I just want to point out real quick is like Facebook has a um, the messaging. Mm-hmm. And it shows how quick your response time is. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, down mm-hmm. to the minute now. Yeah, yeah. I noticed so, that. What yeah. is a what is a good response time? As Instantly. soon as possible. <laughs> yeah. See, we're on the same page. How did, yeah. how did I know I was walking into that yeah. wall? Uh, yeah. I mean, that, and it is a challenge, you know, for, for people who are a one-man show to, yeah. you know, respond instantly, which is why you set up an autoresponder. And mm-hmm. that, that way you can let them know that you're going to get back to them as soon as possible. But it, it helps kind of placate them. Mm-hmm. Your call is very important to, to us. us. Please, please, <laughs> please press two if you want to talk further. Yeah. I would I mean, say for local businesses within 24 hours, yeah, if possible or oh, that's less. A, that's, that's a good reason. I think twenty four. I can do. You know, people. Yeah. The Maybe last this. time I checked, and these stats change because in digital time things move along at light years. But um, I think the standard is people expect a reply within two hours. Yeah. Now that's, that's crazy. mixed metric because that does include brands like Goldfish. Right. Or, right. Yeah, I was or, gonna say well, who have people sitting right on it. Right. Know? Yes. Or like uh, I have a car service that you know um, they're trying to book a car through Messenger and they want to. It's it's not instant. It's for in the future, but they want to hear back pretty quick yeah well yeah so, i can imagine that if you're booking something yeah. so within yeah. a few hours is optimal absolutely yeah okay. and it, it's it's kind of like i mean it, social media has lent lent itself to this type of customer service but people expect in just our culture you know we have our everything mm-hmm. that we need at the tips of our fingers with our phones and food delivered and you know information at just seconds away people expect fast and immediate response mm-hmm. and it's it's just kind of the social media, I mean, it's the customer service yeah. aspect of it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So those are really good 
<laughs> yeah, we covered a lot in a very short period of time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, any other questions that you guys have? Because I, there are so many things we, you, you can do. Well, yeah, Alicia sure we and I could, could just keep going. Oh Maybe yeah, we I know. Talk for the this rest could of be a four-hour podcast. <laughs> you, ever, you ever feel like we're just long for the ride? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel that way a lot. Um, just hanging in there, hoping we can get a no, relevant I, point. I in. think you guys covered the major ones, you mm-hmm. know. And if small business owners focus just on those, mm-hmm. I think they would see a vast improvement in their engagement and in their uh, social media, yeah. uh, you know, channels. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys could probably rattle off 50 of them, but I think you hit the high notes Absolutely. And, and those would go a long way towards, you know, helping somebody improve their, their social media channels. So yeah. thank you again for, for joining us. I feel like you are, you are the, the queen of guests now because <laughs> you've been with us three times. I think yeah. we have to make her an honorary member of the uh, Marketing Essentials team. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what? If one of us can't be here... She can be I our... can be there. Going. Right. Sure. You could be like, well, who, who is it used to sub for Johnny Carson all the time? Uh, Joan like, Rivers. Yeah. Oh, Joan so, Rivers. But, uh, <laughs> I get to be the Joan Rivers. Yeah. That's you're a good not, you're thing, not right? You're not a soundboard, right? Uh, no, I can't, I can't sub for you. Looks, I can only sub for these two. Looks like I'm never getting a day <laughs> No. <off. laughs> I can have my dad come in. There you go. <laughs> Well, we have a. Uh, we just have to get ourselves a tech intern. There you oh, go. We're working on it. Yeah. You know, so. Froyo keeps trying to chew the board, so we can't let him do it. <laughs> All right. So I, I guess we've exhausted uh, the content for this episode. <laughs> Time to wrap it up. So. Well, okay. So, having said that, I guess it's, uh, first of all. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you for having me. And at gingergreenmarketing.com. I was just going to ask her that, but you oh, beat me to so, it. Sorry. <laughs> That's that site, you know. If somebody <laughs> wants to reach you, other than gingergreenmarketing.com. Yeah, yeah. Um, is you can email address. They can sure, you can email me at nicole at gingergreenmarketing.com. That's real tough, I know. I know tough. Yeah. Or you can find me on my LinkedIn, um, again, you know, Nicole Eller, or on Facebook at gingergreenmarketing. And Perfect. she'll respond immediately. I will uh, try no to pressure. respond immediately. <laughs> and we'll send you a free bag of goldfish. Yes. <laughs> Wow, um, you're uh, okay, fun size bag because I'm not, you know, right. made of money. Uh, uh, at least the graham cracker ones. Sure, if um, I can get those at BJ's in the really big box. I like yes. the small ones, but that's just me. Anyway, sorry. So we just <laughs> those boxes; those are individual servings. Yes, right? yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yes, go with that. <laughs> Anywho, so we'll see you next week. Okay, bye, bye. Thank you for joining us today. And as always, you can find the back episodes of our podcast on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find us on our YouTube channel. Both of them are the Marketing Essentials team. You can find us on the web at marketingessentialsteam.com. And if you subscribe through our website, you'll receive a weekly email and letting you know when each episode has been published. Also, you'll receive a link to subscriber-only content. You can also find us on Facebook, In our private Facebook group, just search Little Roadie Marketing Support Group. It's a great place for other marketing professionals and business owners where we can share marketing advice, challenges, and general trends. Hope to see you there.